page 220. <laughs> if everybody can please open the Chumash page 220. What I would like to do today, I asked Michila being a little late, I want to do two things today. We will have the normal muster that we'll be zaycha to learn together. I want to learn something for a few minutes, a sugya, a very interesting sugya. Parshas Mishpatim is an opportunity where it's the laws of money, the laws of nezek, and many interesting halachas come up in Parshas Mishpatim. I want to learn, I want guys to be knowledgeable here, to have yediyas ha-tayra, to have a healthy knowledge of Torah, and I can't pass Parshas Mishpatim not learning certain things with the guys. It's actually very, very fascinating. It, it, it amazes me. Everything's part of Torah. Do you know the mind of a liar is part of Torah? You have to know it. The Torah speaks to how a liar works. Everything. And I want to study something. We're going to study a little bit about Migu, which is a fascinating conversation. I think there's tremendous life wisdom to learn from the Sogi of Migu Yisrael. I want to study it with you. I want, I want, I, I'm curious the guys' opinions. There's fascinating conversations here. I want to welcome Dovi Franken back home. It's a joy to have you. Dovi is somebody, Dovi is somebody, Morty said it well. Morty said, I love that guy. That he brings that response. Dovi was here and poured tremendous love into the food. He cooked and gave and cared about the yeshiva. Morty said it. You couldn't say it better. I love that guy. It's almost his name. Dovi, I love that guy, Franken. That's it. <laughs> you couldn't say, you couldn't say it any, any better. So I want to welcome Dovi back. I want to welcome Rav Yitzi is back home. Rav Yitzi Klapoltz is here. Yitzi, besides being a dorm counselor, laned every single week. Wow. It's noticed and we're looking around for a balkir. We're always scrambling. We were Zaycha this week. Shimmy Lane, it's been a long issue. We're Zaycha to have many beautiful Bali Tvila, and we're always looking for a Balkaira, somebody to read the Torah. If anybody could step up, it's, it's a job that's there for the taking. Yitzi for a long time. You were in Yona. Yitzi for a long time, Lane in Yeshiva. Rev Sroli Kader for a long time, Lane in the Yeshiva. So. Tremendously appreciated. I'd like everybody to pay, turn to page 220. It's in Mishpatim and the following story. It's talking about somebody gave to a person. The par- It's Pasavav. Somebody gives to a Shimer some money or some items to guard. And it's talking about the halachas of a Shimer, of a guard. Now it says in Pasuk, in Pasuk Ches, in Pasuk Zion, there is a, there is a, there's a shvua that a guy has to make a shimer. There's a swearing he has to make that he was, wasn't shalach yad, that he didn't touch the item he was asked to guard. It's a shvua sashimer. In Pasuk Ches, it introduces, it's very hidden in the Pasuk. Every bentire should know it. It's hidden in the Pasuk. It is very not explicit. It's a very difficult verse in the Torah to read and translate. It says, I'll call Dvar Pesha. For any item of negligence, for a shar, chamar, an axe, a donkey, a se, a sheep, salma's a garment, I'll call Aveda Shar Yoimar Any 
item that you say ki This is it. Adelikim yavetvarshneim. Go to the dayan. Go to the court. Elikim is another way of referring to dayanim. Now shayoyimar ki means that you admitted partially. If anything, you said a shayoyimar ki A guy said, "I gave you." $200 to watch. And Asher Yoimar I said, no, it was only 100 This is it. Asher Yoimar That you say this, Zeh means you point to this is all you gave me. A guy says, I gave you a bike and a helmet to watch. So you didn't give me a helmet, the bike. Here's the bike. Asher Yoimar You say this is it. This as opposed to the other thing. This is called the Maida Bemixas, I admit partially. Asher Yaimar means Asher Yaimar. The defendant responds, Kihuzeh, it's only this. Whatever you try to say, I guarded for you and I owe you back now. I respond, Kihuzeh, it's only this. What do you mean? The guy says, I lent you a bike and a helmet. And I respond, no, it's only a bike. There was no helmet. This, this is all you gave me. So whatever you claim, I admit to part of it. And the rule is midiraisa. One has to swear. They have to go to the courts. And the rule is that he's obligated to make a shvur. It's called the maida bemixas. Whenever you admit halfway, you are got a bezdin, and you have to swear on the other half. That is the Allah of Maida Bemixas. It is learned from Asher Yoimar Kiyuzeh from this Pasuk, the Shvu of a Maida Bemixas. If a guy admits halfway, he has to pay what he admits. So you say, I lent you a bike. You say, I lent you $200. I say, $100 all it was. I have to pay the 100 On that which I am kaifer, on that which I deny, I must swear. And that is called the Maida Bemixas, a person who admits halfway pays what he admits, and what he doesn't admit, he has to swear on. That's the Allah of every Maida B'mixas. <coughs> so whatever you taina, whatever you make a claim to me, however much money, and I admit what I admit I have to pay, because I acknowledge I owe it, I have to pay, admitting makes you obligated, and whatever I deny, I have to swear. Now, if a guy says you owe me $1,000, and I say I owe zero, Midaris, there's no shvu. If I'm kaifer hakoil, if I deny the whole thing, midaraisa, you cannot force me to swear. There is a derabanan, but we're talking about Torah law right now. Midaraisa, if you say you owe me a thousand dollars, and I say I don't know who you are, man. I don't know you a penny. Midaraisa, prove it. I might see me chaver. You want to take money from me? I love a raya. Prove it. But if I admit it, if you say you owe me a thousand dollars. I say 500, I don't know you a thousand. So 500 I owe, and I must swear, they go to court. Chazal learned that's a chi of shvua. You go to court and you swear, and you got to swear that you don't own the rest. That is the shvua called Maida Bemixas. It's a drasha. It's very analyzed how you see it in the Pasuk. It is hard to pull it out of the Pasuk. But that is a din in the Gemara that learns Tarsh Peh from this Pasuk. That Asher Yoimar Kiyuzef. You say this is it and not the rest. You have to go to court. You got to swear.
That is the rule. It's called in Hebrew, to admit half, I pay what I admit, and swear on the other half. That's the halacha. If you can't swear, for whatever reason, you don't want to swear, you have to pay. If you don't swear and you have a chiv daraisa to swear, you got to pay. Your way out of paying is you could swear that you're right. The question that Taisus and Bar-Metziyad Av Gimel asks, and it's a question that he learns the Gemara is asking, Taisus learns, it's other Rishonim argue, but Taisus and Bar-Metziyad Av Gimel asks the following question. And the question Taisus asks, let's get the scenario. Avi says, Kalish, you owe me $1,000. I don't know you thought you five hundred, so I pay him five hundred and I swear another five hundred. Ask Tysus, why don't I have a Migu? Allow me to have a Migu. Migu means believe me that I don't own the thousand, because if I wanted a lie, you know what I would say? I owe you zero. Believe me, why would I lie like that? I'm obviously telling the truth. Migu means sense. If I wanted a lie, why would I be so stupid? I would say I owe zero. So why in the world doesn't the tire believe me with a migu? Migu is a taina that works in court. If I wanted a lie, I'd lie much better. So if I'm admitting to the $500, he said you owe me 1000 I say $500. Believe me, because if I wanted a lie, I would tell him I owe nothing. But Kasha. So if I say 500, I'm obviously a truth teller. If I was a liar, why would I say I owe you 500? Say, so if so, believe me with the Migu. Why does the tire say we don't believe you? You got to swear. And what the cash is, who, the cash is, so why don't we see there's no such thing as Migu? All over Shas, Migu is a taina. If I wanted a lie, would a lie better? You see, there's no such thing called Migu. Taisa speaks this out. Shouldn't this prove there's no such thing as Migu? Because this would be the best Migu. Every guy who admits halfway, if he wanted a lie, he's obviously telling the truth. You say, oh, a thousand. If I'm a liar, what would any liar do? I would say, I owe you nothing. Who are you? And yet I said, I owe you 500. So I was willing to admit, I'm obviously a truth teller. If I wanted a lie, why would I do that? Maybe you only have 500 extra dollars to pay. It's a nice tiny. That's a... Oh, that's what Tyson answers. We'll get to this. Excellent. What, well, I'll, I'll say, Morty asked, Morty asked, that's what Tyson going to say, like Ray Larafeld. And Morty asked, Morty asked, what's the premise of the Migu? You're saying, believe me, maybe, you, maybe you're a liar. Maybe you are a liar, but all you have is $500. Yeah. The only part is, so if I'm willing to lie, so even if I have the 500 you're saying I'm lying. So I'm willing to lie, lie the whole way. Wouldn't that make sense for a liar? Once he's willing to, I'm obviously not a liar. If I was a liar, I would say I owe you nothing. That's what a liar would do. I'm clearly not a liar. Best liars. The mech to Eloy, the mech to Eloy, the guy, one of the biggest goyim in America, asks Yehuda's kasha. That's a famous kasha on every migu. Yehuda said maybe he's the biggest liar in the world. You're really challenging migus themselves, which is truth is that when Tysus is saying, shouldn't we learn you don't say migus, might mean this kasha. Yehuda says, I don't understand migu. What's the migu? 
Believe me, because if I wanted to lie, then I'd Maybe you're the biggest freaking liar ever. Yeah. That you know that. You want to look truthful, so you outsmart the system. If I deny the whole thing, everybody's in course, like, I don't know. See, you're like such a smart liar. The mech to Ilui asks you the Lairfalls, Kasha, Goyness. Yehuda says that, get, let's get in the guy's mind. He's sitting in court and he's like this. If I say I own nothing, so people are going to be out of it. You know, 50-50, who's the, you know, word against word. Avi says, Kale shows a thousand. I say nothing, 50-50, I don't know. So let me say 500. It's, I'm willing to pay, and everybody will say Kalish is right. So maybe you're, how can you say, Migu, I'm not a liar, because if I was a liar, I'd deny the whole thing, Abby. Maybe I'm a true, maybe I am a liar. It's not, it's not a raya I'm telling, because if I wanted to lie, I'd deny the whole thing. No, I want to look true, and I know you'll think I'm a, I'm a truth teller if I admit half. Every good lie starts with a little truth. <laughs> We're going to get to that. We're going to get to what you're both saying. Mechaira, the answer is a deep psychology. The answer is a deep truth. And I want to get in the mind of a liar. There's not, you'll see where we want to go with this. And I'm open to go anywhere we want with this. Well, we're going to learn some stuff here. Now, I would say to Yehuda's question, it's a brilliant question, the Mech to Ilu and Yehuda Lerbal asked the question. Yisrael, you hear that question? I would say the answer is, and you have to really think a liar. Who do you know that Mech to Ilu? You know the Mech to Ilu is Kasha? You have to really think a liar, Yehuda. And if you get into the mind of a liar, Hudi, a liar, a liar, and this is what I want to say, I'm almost embarrassed to tell you, like, Kalish, how are you so familiar with the liar? It's dangerous. But in learning, you have to be aware of everybody. Tyra, everything's in Tyra. And there's a deep psychology that answers you who does cash you, Delerval's cash you. And it, that year, if you get in the mind of a liar, you can't, you're right. If he says I owe 500, people are going to believe him. But it's so scary to go there. Because... What, Abby says, you owe me money. I want to lie. It's so scary to admit partially. Even though you know to do that, people are going to say, whoa, he did that. He must be telling the truth. A liar can't do that. Why? Li- I'll, I'll give examples. I'll give examples. There's two types of vulnerability. Listen to this. You know when people are fake vulnerable and everybody says, whoa, vulnerable guy. And that's not called vulnerability. He just is about, what's vulnerability? You're humble. Now this guy's about guy. He'll say, everybody, whoa, he's so vulnerable. So there's fake vulnerability. Real vulnerability is the, the Balgaiva can't do it. Even though everybody will be so impressed, but he's, it's too, he's too insecure to do it. There are places you can't go. You, you, by being such a, by being a Balgaiva, by being a liar, you will be insecure to go there. If you feel a guy who's lying to Avi, it is so hard to say, I owe you half. That's like scary because I'm, I'm like admitting something here and making the crowd. And even though because I went there, people are going to be so impressed. You must be a truth teller, but I can't, I'm not secure enough to go there. I think That's there's a tremendous going. truth to this. I think, and every time somebody's vulnerable, if they're vulnerable to certain things, it's got to be they're humble. 
Because even though they know how impressed the crowd is, you have to be secure enough to go there. And that's why we're impressed. Because that can't be, you wouldn't be secure enough to go there even though you know we'll be impressed. I think this, I'm not, I, I, it's something I grappled with this. I need a handle with Aaron for like 25 hours like to get this. Maybe the cash is very good. Yes, Abi. Isn't, isn't also like people don't want to do a shvua. It's a whole thing. You have to, uh, it's, it's supposedly it's, they do it like with black lights. So yeah, shvua is very scary. Yeah. Shvua is very scary. But we're first talking about why do you need a shvua? Believe me, with amigo. Now let's get back to Tysis cash. Like like yeah. <laughs> oh no no, no 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 no! I'm saying I'm saying no no. So let's I'm first. <laughs> let's first get let's first let, let's get where we're up to. So a guy admits half and denies half, pays what he admits, he makes a shwu on the rest. We have Tysis in Bamatsiyad of Gimel's Tasha. Tysis asks, believe him with a migu. If he was a liar, he would have denied the whole thing. If I admit half, I must be telling the truth. Answers Tysis, and this is very fascinating, Rav Lerfeld answered Tysis' answer. Avi's looking Kalish in the face and saying, you owe me money. It is a tremendous chutzpah to lie to a guy's face that you know you're lying to. That's a ha'azah, that's a chutzpah. People can't do it. You can't tell a guy, every was if I was a liar, I would have said that. You might be a liar, you just couldn't do that. So Taisvis uh, so adds... Taisvis says, since a guy recognized it, the Enzemigu, Eina the Meis Panov, a person would not have the audacity, Lik for a Kolhov Chaveirin Makir B'Shikrei. Now it's a Machlaikis Rishonim. Taisvis says, a person does not have the guts to lie somebody who knows I'm lying. I can't do it. Remember, Ta'avi knows I'm lying. A human being can't do that. I can't lie to he who knows I'm lying. I can't do it. So you can't say, if I was a liar, I would have denied fully. You couldn't. Because a person can't lie to somebody who's makir b'shikrei. Other rishayinim argue on Tysus, and it's very subtle, and in Tyra, every nuance matters. Other rishayinim say you can't lie to somebody who did you a favor. It's too hard. I, he lent me money, and I said, I didn't borrow. I, I can't do it. So Tysus says you can't lie to somebody who knows you're lying. Okay. He's makir b'shikrei. Human beings have that in them. Everyone? Ma- yeah. Unless you're a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. Any, uh, so but, not everyone. <laughs> okay, but it loses the migu. It loses the sense we can't prove it because the average person will have this. Oh, I want to get that. That's exactly. Rafi just asked the next. It gets, it gets intriguing. So one second. Comes Tysus. And he says that the reason you have no migu is that, believe me, when I say I paid half, because if I wanted to lie, deny the whole thing, the answer is you're not capable of denying the whole thing. Taisus says, because Avi knows I'm lying, and most people can't lie to somebody who knows they're lying. It's too crazy. I always wondered in court, I've wondered about this for years, how two people sit there, and one guy, like, when they know, and the other guy, like, that he lies to everybody else, people are all capable of lying. It, but it's, you can't lie to a guy who knows you lie. You, you, feel, you turn away, you, like, you, you look at a guy, a bar, I didn't steal. Again, if you don't know, you ask a bar, do you do it? He says, no. Okay, I don't know. You can lie to somebody who doesn't know. When a guy knows you're lying... It's very, it's, it's a me, the Taisvah says a person, most people, all you need is most because then you lose the migu. 
Ein is a person can't have the chutzpah, the ha'azah is a chutzpah, to deny somebody since his friend knows. Other rishayinim say you can't lie to a guy who did you a favor. So remember, he lent you money when you needed it. So either the chutzpah, the ha'azah is you don't have the chutzpah to deny a guy who did you a favor, or you don't have the chutzpah to lie to a guy who knows you're lying. Machlaikis rishayinim. Now, asked Rafi Yabam Kasha. So one second. Hold on. Hold your horses. So I have no migu. Believe me, I owe 500 and no more because if I was a liar, I would have denied the whole thing. Says Tysus, you can't say that because even a liar couldn't deny the whole thing because you can't lie to a guy who knows you're lying. So when I say 500, I must be telling the truth. Why isn't that a right? I'm telling the truth because I wouldn't lie to a guy who knows... And as much as you're saying you wouldn't say zero, so use that svara to say I'm telling the truth. Because I wouldn't lie this. You're saying, I'm saying if I would have lied, I would have denied the whole thing. Says Tysus, no you wouldn't. Because you can't deny to a guy who, 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 um, who knows you're lying. Well, if I say 500, he knows I'm lying too. And you think I might be lying. So you see, you're accusing me of being that guy you would lie. So if I'm that guy, I would deny the whole thing. By making me swear, you're accusing me of being that guy who would lie. He says, Avi says, you owe me a thousand. I say, no, I don't, 500. So I'm that guy, you, and you, if you make me swear, means you're worried I am that guy who would, who, so if I am that guy, I would say zero. What did you say, Hootie? I forgot how much I borrowed. So says Hootie, says Hootie, says Hootie, and this is important. What was the question? The question is, I, I'm going to get to Hootie's answer. The question is like this. If I say, he says, you owe me a thousand, obviously, says, Kale, show me a thousand, you owe 500. We air, and it says, I pay the 500, I swear on the rest. I swear means the tire assumes I might be lying. Taisus asks, why don't I have him ego? If I was lying, I would deny the whole thing. Answers Taisus, we say to Kalish, don't say you're lying, you deny the You couldn't deny the whole thing. Because you can't deny a guy who knows you're lying. So I say, but you're accusing, by making me swear, you're accusing that I'm lying, Tavi, even though he knows I'm lying. So if I'm that guy, you could lie. So then believe me that I didn't, because I would have denied the whole thing. So no, you wouldn't, because you wouldn't deny to a guy who knows. So then you're not accused. If if I am that guy you are worried is lying, so it means I'm that guy who would still lie even to a guy who knows. And the answer to the question is, is you could rationalize on half that I'm starting to pay and I'll pay the rest later. You rationalize. I, it's not a migu. You struggle to lie to a guy who knows. What you don't struggle is to rationalize. To say, I got nothing, you're a liar, you couldn't do. So the 500, you were like, let me give him some, maybe I'll pay later, I just can't do this now. So you rationalize to yourself, which is a tremendous window into a human being. I'm incredibly moved, and it's amazing what the Torah tells us. We all have tremendous goodness built into our system. We don't lie to people do us favors. That's built into the human. We have tremendous goodness built into our systems. We don't lie to somebody who knows I'm lying. A lie hurts us. I can't lie to somebody who knows I'm lying. It's like, I can't do it. 
But here's where the human capacity to rationalize and to hurt profound, deep goodnesses that we have. Because I couldn't lie to him and say I know nothing. But we are worried you're lying and you're rationalizing because that you, a human being is very good at. He's good at like, okay. Well, okay, I'm giving half. He's good at figuring it out and rationalization. And that's what's happening here. When you say half, we are worried. We can't believe you're telling the truth because if you're telling the truth, you would have denied all You couldn't deny the whole thing. But we're worried that this is a trick of rationalization where you paid half and you somehow utilized it and we're very, very good at fooling ourselves. Which the whole svar is, the tire is worried is that you fooled yourself. I have said to the guys many times that the deepest einesh for a liar, we've learned this many times in yeshiva. The Gemara says, please listen. It's one of the deeper things we learn here. Please listen to this. The Gemara says, the einesh of a badai, the punishment of a liar is even his truths are not believed. Till you came this afternoon, you understand that to mean you're the boy who cried wolf. So the punishment of a liar is even his truths are not believed, is, is, is if, we, if your guy says, fire, fire, enough times lies, even when he's telling you, we don't believe him. Yehuda, there's something deeper. And this is what I want to tell I have a riot from a Rashi and Gittin, I'm not going there today. Listen, because I want to get to other things on the parish. All right. But Yehuda, listen to what we're going to say. The einesh of a liar is even his truths are not believed means, simply it's the boy who cried wolf was saying something deeper. Even his truth, I say if a liar passes a, a, a lie detector taste, you know, a lie detector, you're not, allowed to, you're not allowed to believe him. If a guy's a liar, let's say, I don't know if lie detectors work, let's say they do. I think if a liar passes a lie detector test, you're not allowed to believe him. Why not? Because the einesh of a liar is he lies to himself. It doesn't mean his truths are not believed because you think he's lying to you. I believe you're not lying. I think you lie to yourself. The einesh of a liar is his truths are not believed. He can pass a lie. You really think so? I don't believe how it appears to you because liars lie to themselves. So that's an einesh. That's, a, that's scary. Lying to somebody else is horrible. Lying to yourself, your life is ruined. What we have is the capacity to sense what is true. At the point I lose my sense of what's true, <laughs> you're destroying life. And an, a liar ends up losing a sense of truth. So the einesh of a liar is even as true, so not believed, is not the boy who cried wolf. The boy who cried wolf, he's lying to us. Nobody believes it because maybe he's lying. I'm saying even if you know Bivada is telling the truth, I don't believe your truth. You don't know the truth anymore. That's the Einish of a liar. And this point is in the Gemara because at the, the guy can't lie to somebody who did him a favor. The guy can't lie to somebody who knows he's lying. But he is capable of self-rationalization. So to give 500, like Hootie says, I'm not remembering so much, whatever system of rationalization. To say I don't know you, we're not capable. But we're very capable of building some story. I'm sorry? She doesn't know your language. She forgot about you. 
That's a good zug. Lafitte Tysus. Lafitte. I was hoping. Hootie says when I deny the whole thing, he knows. He remembers lending me. When I say half, my hope is that he gets a little confused. How much was it? That's a good zug. Good zug. Good zug. Good zug. Good zug. Good zug. What I'm saying, but I, I like, I hear what you say. What I'm saying, Hootie, and even if that's not true, Hootie, the art of self-lying, that the liar lies to self. So to say nothing, you can't do. To say something, and Rash says, I'm not lying, I, I build the story. I build on paying, I'm trying to pay, maybe. Self-deceit, that we're very capable of. And this, this, this point of self-deceit, I think is from the, if anybody needs a motive to be honest externally, I think the einish that you will lose the truth is such a good motive, to stay away from lies. That is a frightening reality. You think you're just lying to somebody else. Be careful, you're going to lose the truth. That's like Shrek. At that point, you lost the truth. I have a visual in my mind. What's that called when a plane go, like spins around and the pilot loses a sense of what's up and what's on? Vertigo, it's called. Vertigo is an inner ear disease. People struggle to stand. Is that also called vertigo? Can a guy look on his phone? What's it called when a pilot loses a sense of up and down? It's very scary. Driving a plane... And you th- you're not sure which is up and which is down. You could get so submished. What's that called? So confused. A name for that. Anybody ever heard of this? Spatial disorientation. Spatial disorientation, it's called? What the Makes sense. Vertigo is an inner ear disease, and it could. What did you say, Nach? Thank you, Nachum. It could be that's what it is. There is a situation you can't. I can't. It's it's like frightening. Somehow the plane spins out, and a pilot can't trust himself. What's up and down? If he pushes the lever to save or kill himself, and he doesn't know up and down, that is literally what somebody does to themselves. Lies to others. You will take away your own understanding of truth which is rather scary because what we have is our capacity to, to know truth. Nikarim devrayemes. To lose that is utterly frightening. Your inner compass. To lose that is like breathtaking, is, is remarkably scary. The einesh of a liar is even his truths are not believed. He doesn't know the truth. That's a frightening point. In this, in this svara of Taisvis, I think there's such a svara that you wouldn't lie, but you would be able to lose the truth. And that's a very frightening thing to lose the truth. That's much scarier than lying to him, as I don't even know the truth at this point. That's a very scary place to be. That was the first thing I want to learn in the parasha. I would like to learn something else in the parasha. I need everybody to see inside. This is very important to me. This is why I asked you to get a homage. Page 222. Everybody inside. New topic. New topic. I'm done with the liars.
Yisrael we're done with liars for now. I'm tired of talking about liars and thinking it gives a headache to think in the mind of a liar. But okay. It's amazing how everybody's in the tire. The liar, look, we, the tire understands him too. His mind is also tire. And we're sitting here in a base medish, a place of truth, figuring out the liar and getting into the mind on the mech to ilo yehuda it's kasha, like working through a liar. It's fast. But anyway, page 222, like this. If you take a mashkin collateral, as if you take collateral, chaval is to take collateral. Collateral is a guy owes you money. People hear the word collateral, like hear a certain like old Rebbe share and you're like done. Collateral is like a Yiddish word for sure. <laughs> collateral is obviously a Yiddish word. Is there an English and, word for it? What? Is there an English word for it? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it feel like a Yiddish word, maybe like collateral? Like it's a word we've heard in Shir. What? Yeah, it really is English. It just reminds us because Rebbeim used the word collateral, so it sounds like a Yiddish word. It's, <laughs> no, 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 it's an English word. But collateral is you give somebody a loan, you want to make sure they pay back, so you take a mashkin. You take something from them, you're entitled that they give you something to assure the loan is paid back. So, if you take the garment of your friend, you take his garment, we're talking about you took his pajamas, his night garments, before the sun sets, return it to him. It's one of the worst collaterals you ever had in your life. You have his pajamas by day. And that's your way of making sure he pays you back. Every night you got to bring him back his pajamas. He's an honey. He's a poor guy. He owes you money. Every night you got to return the PJs to him. Says the Torah, why? It's his garment. His only garment. It's his garment for his skin. What do you expect him to sleep? When he calls out to me, he's going to scream at night. He's freezing. He has no pajamas. I'm going to listen. The, the Ramban says, is Hashem listens even when somebody doesn't deserve it. Hashem loves us so much. Hashem's a chanon. The grass speaks this out. When a little baby cries, there's a difference, you know, on a plane. I just flew on a plane and a kid was crying near us. There's a big difference in a caregiver and a mama. A caregiver gives in to the baby when he cries because he's so annoying. Just be quiet. So you give him whatever he wants. A mama, when a kid cries, you give him, he's so cute. It's Ma'ira Rachmanus. Your kids cry like, oh, I can't help. He's so cute. It brings out your Rachmanus, a mama. And the Gras says, Hashem is a Chanon. When we fetch, it's Ma'ira Rachmanus. Hashem says, oh, he's so cute. I feel so barely. It's my, that's what it means, a Chanon. So if you don't, really, you're just. He has a loan and you have his pajamas. He could pay up. But he's going to scream out at night and Hashem's going to listen to him. Be careful. And he's going to scream about you and Hashem really cares about him when he catches and cries in tantrums. So give it back to him. Now the kasha, any person who reads this pasuk, you know, if you talk to teenagers, there's an arts don't speak lengthy. 
No, real, no human beings, but especially teenagers, say it fast. You know when your mother's tell you, say, Ma, I got it already. Like, enough, I got it. And the mother like goes on and on. This pasuk, let's be honest. Let's, let's, God says to me, Kalish, you have the guy's collateral, return it. When Hashem said it to me, I'm right on. I, by the way, they're psukim in the Torah. I want an explanation. Me and Dovi don't need an explanation for this one. If a poor guy, you lend the money, and you have his PJs, give it back to him. Nobody says, hey, why do I have to give it back? We get it. Yeah, everybody's smart enough to get it. Return him his PJs. Does any, you took his pillow, give him back his pillow. You know, it's funny, there are many laws in the Torah. I'd love an explanation for a shot is like, I want Hashem explain it to me. Basa um, B'chalav, explain it to me. This is one law, Ezi. Like, I got it. Trust me, I got it. If you, if you take collateral poor guy's pillow, give it back at night. If you take his cover, give it back. Are you like in shock? Why? Duh. Because he has no cover. He has no pillow. He is poor. Give it in the first place. You got it. Okay, I took it. I wanted to make sure he pays me back. But give it to him at night. Nobody needs, there'll be an, there'll be an, there'll be an explanation. Comes the Pasuk. And it says, Kukisusa, it's his garment. Levada is only one. I'm like, right, I'm like, God, I got you. I got it, I got it. Simlasai la'ira, it's his garment for his skin. Dramatic. <laughs> I, um, garments cover the body. I got it, like, I, ma, I got it, like, genok. Bima yishka, what's he gonna say? Hashem, look, you're hammering me. I understood it the first time. You didn't even have to give any explanation. And it says literally, it's his garment, one. Levada is only one, two. Simlasai la'ayra, it's his garment for his skin. Duh. I didn't realize garments cover his skin, three. How is he going to sleep? Four. Whew. You really, you said, God said four things, and I got it the first time. In the Torah, was so mekatzer, Hashem is so brief in the Torah. And here is so lengthy. Now I'm going to be honest, full disclosure. Chazal darshan, all four psukim, by the way. I learn halachas. However, you always try to learn Torah with the pashtas. You always try to just read the Torah. What's it saying? What's the pshat? What's the Torah saying? There's something called drash and their levels. What's the pshat here? God said, return his garment. All of us understood it. Believe any explanation. Now, I agree with the question of what is the mash can help? Why am I detained collateral? I hear. But the need to return it, we get it, Shloyma. Rebbe, we got it. <laughs> 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 Rebbe says, you lose, you, Kalish, you repeat so much. Lose the right to claim. That's it. I'm being the farish of Ezzi, you know. He's saying, like, you're always repeating. And he'll, you're getting on Hashem for repeating. That's what I'm asking. Is God acting like one of our Muslims? Like Hashem repeats so much? What's going on? It's not the derech of the Torah. The Torah is mekatzer. The learner of Torah is supposed to chazer, not the Torah. The Torah is read. It's interesting. As he asks, Kalish, why is the Torah better than you? It's very different, the spoken word and the written word. I'm a very bad writer. The worst svarim I've ever seen, the worst, take speeches and just write it out. They're always like it's cringy because if you appreciate the written and spoken word are very different. The spoken word you can repeat. Emphasis, 
and it's how conversationally you're talking, you're pleading. In the written word, the, ri- the reader decides, I decide, I can read it 10 times. You don't say, you don't write over and over the same thing. I saw someone do that to you once. We can, Rabbi say we can, and I'm reading it. Rabbi say we can, Rabbi say we can. <laughs> In the spoken word, there's such a thing as repeating. In the written word, the reader gets to decide. It's almost like... Stop. I'll decide. I could read a line ten times once. That's the beauty of the written word. It's very different. I have found very few people who are good at both. It's injured. A lot of good speakers are bad writers. A lot, they could still try, but I'm just telling you what happens. That a lot of good writers are bad speakers. What? <laughs> my kids were getting me. I spoke somewhere, and they introduced world-renowned author. My kids were getting me. They know I'm like ve- the least author ever. <laughs> and my kids... Are... <laughs> the pshat, I have to publicly say, the pshat is, this is one of the gifts of my life. I don't think we look so alike, but he, he was a Rebbe here for years, and I have been right Kestenbaum many, many places. I don't know the exact similarity. People say, I love your books. I'm like, so thank you. I don't, I don't know if it's to say I didn't write any. I don't try to make things awkward. So it's like a big etiquette, Shaila, what you do if you make somebody feel better. What's the big deal? I'll be right Kestenbaum. I to be such a tzaddik. So they said world-renowned author to know books. But it's still cool. My kids got a lot of kick calling me an author. I'm very self-conscious. I don't write. I don't write. I can't write. I'm embarrassed about my writing. Writing is a very unique skill. And in writing, you do not repeat no good. I never saw an author like write again and again. Speaking is very different. Now, speaker, you can clarify if you should repeat. It's just a different skill. Writing and speaking, very, very different. So in the psukim, to repeat over and over something, that the, the, the reader, that's the beauty of the written word, is you can read it a hundred times. You don't have to say it that. Now, there are other ways to emphasize in writing. There are tricks in writing, how to emphasize. What do you do if you want to emphasize? By speaking has its ways, writing has its ways. Writing the same line again and again looks weird. It just looks weird, and it's not the typical way of the written word to do it. There has to be other tricks to show people I want to emphasize this. The kitzer is that this pasuk, to say so four times, this extra thing seems strange. Ezi, what I believe, pshat, pshat, is if you return the thing, you're not yaitzim. Ben adam l'chaveiroi. I don't think if you robotically, God said return it, and you return it. If you don't wear shatnas, because God said not to wear shatnas, you kept the Torah. I think if you bring back, God said return the garment, and you return it, I don't think you kept the Ben Adam L'chaveri. I have a raya from the Rambam and Shemayin Prakim, but I think the Chiyav is to feel him. And it's so evident in the way the Torah expresses this, and Hashem takes the time that you're visualizing. First, visualize the guy. You go into our wives' closets. We have clothing, the amount of clothing, our own, forget our wives, the amount of clothing and stuff that we have. We're all a shtickle of Mel Marcos. I told you about this lady who was the prime minister of the Philippines' wife who had thousands of shoes. We all have closets and drawers and dressers. Hashem says that you should picture on the Ani, you should be with him, that he has no other garments. And you're visualizing, you know, covers his skin, you know what it means? He has nothing, it's a frozen night, and he has nothing to cover his body. Could you picture his drawers and doesn't have any things? 
The art of Benadam Mechavera is not just to do activities for others, it's to really feel another person. People come around as he at Chasnas and the guy's collecting. So you can give him a dollar. Oh, it's so nice. Can I have a dollar? The guy's saying something. We don't spend the time. A guy says, hear him out. He's saying, he tells us a story. He says, I'm married with people. For, don't even say mazel tov to the guy. You're not hearing. Feel the guy. He's marrying off a daughter in three weeks. First, it's a mazel tov. Then he has immense pressure. You ever visualize he's marrying off? He doesn't now. He's paying for the hall. He doesn't. Are you feeling the guy? Are you with him? We don't even like hear the story. The chiyah ben adam is not just to do for him. It's to feel him. It's to share in his experience. Empathy, that you hear is, you'll give differently, by the way. You'll probably give more, you'll certainly give differently. There'll be tremendous heart to your giving. It's mind-blowing. A guy goes around the chas, I'm angry with him. People that give him, don't give him. Did you hear what like, did anybody hear, he said he's angry? First of all, mazel tov. Second of all, it's a guy, a lot of pressure. Hear what he's saying, feel him. Feel the guy. Feel the guy's story. It's interesting. We have this coach, Menachem, this amazing show, this guy runs in Lakewood, and, and, and <laughs> oh, we have Coach Menachem here. Lemaisa, <laughs> Lemaisa, people ask questions after. And it dawned me the first time, like you're trying to hear the questions and you want to sound like okay and answer right, that people... Forget all that. If somebody's talking and expressing serious things, you even start losing your answer and just somebody's talking and saying there's a live person who's feeling something. There's a very, very famous story, very famous story with, Rebar, with, with I believe it's with Reb Chaim. Reb Chaim was known to be a tremendous Baal Chesed. Tremendous Baal Chesed. Reb Chaim's house was very open, Reb Chaim Brisker. And there's some story, if I'm mixing up people and I don't have the exact story, maybe if anybody could jump in, but somebody asked him about having, about having for the Dalit Kaisas, they couldn't afford Yayin, could they have milk? Was it Chaim? Somebody asked the Mishaila, very good Shaila, Chamar Medina. The rule is for Kiddush and for, I almost did it. I made my own Abdullah for this past week because I had to run to New York. So I made my own Madonna apartment, and I wasn't sure I had grape juice there. I would make on apple juice. Pre-got for sure. There's something called Chamar Medina. If there's a fancy drink, it has to be a classy drink, and certain things fit that. And you could make Havdalah, you don't make Agafen, because it's not Agafen, make a shackle. On a classy drink, you could make Agafen. Not Agafen, as a job, make the shackle, but you can make Kiddush and Abdullah on Chamar Medina. So a guy asked Reb Chaim and Ani, could I make, could I make Kiddush on, on, on milk? A good Shiloh for the Dalit Kaisis. Beis HaLevi was, so it was in the Brisker dynasty. So he asked the Beis HaLevi, could I make on, could I make the Dalit Kaisis on milk? A very good Shiloh. The Beis HaLevi gave this Ani money for meat for the Suda. Now it's so touching that if he was answering the Shiloh, he was answering the Shiloh, so the person. That's what his wife said to him. Uh, so if he answered the Shiloh, yes or no, you're not listening to the question. 
And the Chiyah ben Adam l'chaveira is to feel a person. A person's asking, can I make, can I bedal kosh's milk? Means they don't have a suda, they don't have meat. If they had meat, they wouldn't have a shout to that milk. He felt the person. I have this pet thing. Everybody listen to this. This is something that I have felt for years. There was a period of two years that my wife and I went on, I believe, six girl Shabbatons. I was very curious about girls' education in America. People had always asked, started Waterbury for girls. I'm, I'm a curious guy. I wanted to see what's going on. I felt like Baruch Shem, I have five boys. I have one daughter who's getting older. I'm not very aware of girls' education. I didn't have my own experience in girls' schools because I never went to girls' schools. And boys' schools, I have visited many. I have searched the world for yeshivas, my own sons. I have visited many, many yeshivas. And I have a lot of experience with boys' schools through guys. And I just got curious about the topic. I don't, you know, I don't see making a girls' school right now, but I was very interested in the topic. So I was curious about girls' education. And my wife and I, my wife went along with my craziness, and we went to about six Shabbatons, girl Shabbatons. I spoke on them, and, and this was an opportunity to really teach Torah Baruch Hashem and to see what's going on, what's happening out here. What happens on every Shabbaton in the world, Q&A. Yisrael, that's like the thing to do, Q&A. And this is, this is Dovi, this is something that gets me going with Q&A. Somebody asks a question, you can answer very, very literally. You answer very, very literally. And I've watched this. So a girl will ask, they always sneers question. And the girl asks about skirts and this. So the answer starts going into a half hour, shach, taz. The girl asks sleeves, inevitably. And the speaker goes a half hour. The entire place is fast asleep. And the guy is so proud of his... his Okay, we're going to use word of the day, erudite. Say the word erudite. erudite. Did I pronounce that right, Ravesi? Erudite. Erudite. Thank you. Don't say erudite. Please say, say how to say it. Erudite. Erudite. What is erudite? It's an English word. What does erudite mean? Nachum loud. Having or showing great knowledge or learning. So an erudite person is a guy who knows a lot. If you say erudite, you don't know so much. Erudite is a guy who knows a lot. Erudite. Erudite. Do we say the word? Erudite. Erudite. So the guy is going for about a half hour. He's going for a half hour and shaking and tazzing. And he's like so proud of like what a brilliant scholar. And all the girls felt, why they fall asleep? They were all curious a minute ago. What happened? And the whole place falls asleep, and the guy's like smug of his intelligent, knowledgeable answer, and she, you know, as if like she's going through a smicha class. Do you think this girl wants smicha right now? No. What is she asking? And this is a this is a pet thing of mine. When somebody asks you a question, the Ramchal speaks about this. Well, t- I'll tell you what he says in a minute. You always have to ask, what are they really asking? And if you care about somebody else, do you think the girl wanted to hear the shach and taz? No. I love the shach taz. Let's learn it right now. All of us, trust me, you need it for smicha. It's it's great. I'm not making any zilzal in the shach and taz. 
I'm making a zilzal in a person not understanding another human being. The shach is perfect. The taz is perfect. Study it and know it well. Now understand. You think that's what the girl wanted to know? What the girl's asking is she's pretty. I'm going to say it blunt. And she's saying, you teach me that cover yourself so being pretty is bad. I'm just like a danger. We're learning the parish of births. I'm a walking burr. That's what the girl is asking. Am I just a burr? So I'm just like dangerous. That's what I am. That's what, did he answer the question in his half hour erudite speech? He didn't say a word to her. He didn't, and the, all the girls are sleeping. He can't believe it. He's like a genius, and he answered such a good speech. The entire place is comatose. It's like dead. Nobody's alive anymore. Next question. They're snoring loudly. <laughs> Who wants to ask the next question? T- to hear what? You think she... Ask yourself, what's this youngster asking? Now, by the way, the youngster might not be able to articulate. If she articulated, the youngster's saying something. Now, when she asked about sleeves and that, I promise inside, what, that's, what, that's what's stirring her. If he would say, I really hear what you're saying and speak, he should actually speak about the importance of beauty. That would be a much better answer to her question. That beauty is very, very important. And Hashem created beauty. The Torah speaks about the Imais being beautiful. That will be a much better answer than answer. He has to ask, what does she ask? What does she want to know? Now, did she articulate it right? Ask. Understand. What's, what's inside? B'chiyu b'in adam is not just to do some, for somebody, it's to feel somebody. Feel them. Who is this? What are they experiencing? That was like the spitz, the opposite, not understanding the tire. You're not, you, you, you kept the tire. She said, where do I put it? Feel her. What do you think she's asking you? Did she, you think she wanted to know the shachtas? Why did she just fall asleep when you said the shachtas? Why, she, why didn't she listen, by the way? I have a theory that people listen to the truth. The truth resonates. Nikaram devreyemes. So why does it not work? You spoke a half hour and nobody got more from. Why not? Truth should sell. You said a shach and it does. That wasn't what they were asking about the shach. Truth and it's like a denotation versus a connotation. Wow. Very different things. Wow. Explain that. Explain that. It's like a denotation is like you look up in a dictionary for a word and whatever it says under the word, that's the denotation. That's what it means. Literal. And the connotation is what it really means. Like, That's amazing. Like the reading in between the lines. That's amazing. Bless your soul. Bless your soul. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Denotation and connotation. Bless your soul. Yeah. 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 You're spot on. <laughs> he answered in a very literalist sense what she is. But that's not what she's bothered by, and you're not, you're not thinking her. If he was thinking this girl, he would say, he would ask himself, what's, what's getting her worked up? Is she worked up? We are the lawyers to, 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 to do That's what she's getting. And by the way, there's a time you want to sit down to learn the law, but what's getting there? They're worked up. They're asking questions. What are they, if, what are they what's hitting her? What's hitting her is you're telling her, cover, cover, cover. So I'm just dangerous. Cover your bar. That's, there's, there's a dinner. Says, cover your bar. That's what, is that the laws of Tznius? 
Okay, excellent, excellent. The answer to the question is to understand people more. By the way, the answer to Tzniyas is I want to get your Pneumius. Gulf understanding somebody is the answer, by the way. There's nothing as less Tzniyas as not understanding somebody. That speech makes a person less Sanua because the sight of Tzniyas is that you're an inner person, you have an inner world. The more I understand you, I actually taught Tzniyas. You hear the words that I just said? If you understand the person, you taught Tzniyas. Again, yeah. Again, do be what I just said? Yeah. Understanding you teaches you tzniyas. Because what's really tzniyas? That we're more than our external. So if I bother to understand your pneumius, I taught you tzniyas. If I bother to understand you and value the person within, I have taught you tzniyas. Ironically, that speech taught against Sneas. I believe this firmly. That speech, a half hour shach and taz, because I taught you not to be gyrus you and to understand your inside. And the very art of Sneas is you have an inner world. There's a world within. And I ignored your world within and answered very chitzainius. Ironically, many speeches on Sneas are a breach of Sneas. Because all you spoke about is the world without. That's not Sneus. So you, you, ironically, you just, everybody walks out more princistic. Ironically. I've seen it. I've seen it. So isn't that amazing? You could think you said a speech on Sneus and you taught princess. Because all you treated people is like pickles. You treated them like physical, like cows. That's princess. You stumbling block. If you taught about a primius and beauty radiates from within, and there's an importance to beauty, but let's get to the shrushim of beauty, so then you've taught a sugya. The beauty on the outside matters. By the way, somebody's good looking. Do you know that reflects spiritual things? Very important to be good looking. Yeah. It reflects a good looking person has a certain type of soul. It's a very important, it's not a nothing thing. Good looks, the tire speaks about good looks. It's reflective. Everything in the physical world speaks of something. So a good look means there's a certain soul, there's some order, there's something. There's, it's reflective of something. So speaking of Tzniyus speaks about that which is inside. And you ignored her inside, completely ignored what she's bothered and troubled by. Treat a person like a cow. And so you, you, you essentially taught Pritzos the way I understand the children. Isn't that crazy, shall we? To understand the question is the answer. What? Here it is. I don't know if it's always no, there. Saying, yeah, Here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you bother to see a person and like feel them, that would be a huge answer in teaching Tzniyos. Yeah, yeah. So if you just listen to what she's asking, you didn't even have a good answer as an answer because there's a you. Yes, Ellie? I'm sorry? Why would you care? <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> He's like caring about that. We spoke about like feeling the next guy. He wants to feel the next guy. I hear, I hear. We only have good looking guys in this yeshiva. I hear. I can't look at you and answer that question. Like I'm looking at a good looking guy. Like what do they feel? I'll have to stare at somebody and like think it through. I can't, 
it doesn't come out as <laughs> the words aren't coming to me looking at a good looking guy. This, this Pasuk is so powerful that, that it says to return something to a guy and Hashem like takes you into his closet, has you like feeling the guy and experiencing him and detailed Pasuk and when the tire is so mekatser is describing that you're feeling the next person. You're mamish like, you're mamish what, looking at him. It's, it's, it's interesting. The Pasuk, we're going to learn according to many Rishonim. If you see the chamar of your enemy collapsing under its load, you're not going to help him. Which will translate azayv to azar, to help, help him. You're not going to help? Just say help. I wasn't planning on defying you, Hashem. If you see the chamar of you're not going to help? What is it? That's also extra. You're not going to help? What? Why are you being so cynical to me? You know, I planned on listening to you, Hashem. And I don't like cynicism. So what's that? If you see the Chamar Sainacha, Azev Tazima, help him. But the Torah is Sekasha. You're not going to help him? What's wrong with you? Why do you have to say that? I planned on helping. What to say the Chadalta But of course, the word is that you're talking about a person that's not just the Chiv to help. Attitudes it has to be. I'm born for this. It's attitudes. The chiyav both is to visualize the other person. And the Chavetz Chaim wrote many essays of Avas Chesed. He says, people do chesed, but they don't live for chesed." He said, "Our job is Avas Chesed. It has to be a tmiya. You're not going to help him. I'm born for this opportunity. This is, of course, what am I here for? So it's not enough to help him. It has to be a tmiya." Elio, it has to be a pelev chadalta meyazavla. You're not going to help him. You're not going to help him. What the chadalta meyazavla? You're not going to help him. I want to learn one more thing today. Really, oh, Mishpat, yeah. and we should learn many things, but at least let's... We have, we have time. We do have time, right? Yeah. Plane. I don't want the Learfelds to miss their plane. We already caused many delays. Are we You know what I realized? We didn't sing on Shabbos Chazik. What? What happened? We went a whole Shabbos not singing Chazik. Interesting. Where's Shlema? Let's sing one Varma Chazik for Dovi, and then we'll, then the last thing that I want to share. Oh, yeah. Shlema, if you start us, we'll all sing it. All the cool I trust kids. your key. Kill 
I want, there's, there's something I want to speak on the parasha, but I'm going to pause. This doesn't count as the last thing. Mm-hmm. Mark, could I have the shush to do that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to say one thing before the last thing. Sure. Uh, he makes fun of speakers saying the last thing that they want to say, and here I go. I'm f- giving Ezzy fatter for... <laughs> <laughs> it's the season, bro. <laughs> 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 
I always get much more careful in this season before Purim. Rivezi does a very good job. <laughs> There's a song we sing a lot, Purim time. You notice this Shabbos, and it comes already. We move Chaydish Adar. Chaydish is Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday is already the first day of Chaydish Adar. And there's a song that starts percolating in the yeshiva, Utsu Eitzah Vesufar. They think Utsu Eitzah is they think of plans, Vesufar, and they're thwarted. Dabru Dover, they say a lot to do to us, and it doesn't happen. Dabru Dover they say things and it doesn't happen. Ki Manu Kel Hashem is with us. And this is the Pasuk, Haman asked the little child, Haman who was thinking bad plans against the Yidden, and he asked the Jewish child, Psychli Psukecha, tell me the Pasik you're learning. And the Jewish youngster told Haman, Don't think of plans to thwart us. It's not gonna happen, Hashem's with us. As he what's very interesting, I, I like coaching a lot. It's something like a dream of mine. Maybe just because I like Menachem Brun so much, whatever reason, but even before, not, it, it, it's not the reason. That's, it's not a joke how much I like him. It is, that's not the reason I like coaching. Though it doesn't hurt that if you like somebody who coaches, I appreciate coaching a lot. It's a very interesting skill. Coaching is very, very interesting. Whenever anything you want, if you're once a good ball player and then you're no longer can play and you're coaching, it's a very interesting skill. You can't run out and play, no. Somebody else is playing and you could give advice and coach. It's a very cool art. I think Chenuch connects a lot to coaching. And you see people who are bad. I see a lot of people screaming and yelling. Coaches scream. I think it's the dumbest thing. They're yelling at their players. I don't think that's coaching at all, even though it becomes like the stereotype. I'll be honest. I, I, we, the first coach we ever hired was a big mistake of mine. And, and I, I, friends of mine corrected me. I'm, I'm going to say over my thought process. I, this is all I've, I've grown up and matured, and I'm maturing, I hope. I didn't want sports to dominate the yeshiva. I want to be about Tyrus. I figure, let me hire a coach that's not the most coach-like coach. And I asked the teacher, wonderful guy, wonderful guy, you know, he would learn a little about basketball and let him coach like and figure it out. Now, he, he, he wasn't such a basketball guy, a wonderful person who gave to the yeshiva, and I appreciate him. He wasn't such a basketball guy. I remember he had clearly like watched Hoosiers or something. He was like doing things that coaches would do. I remember once him knocking over all the chairs, like kicking the chairs. Like, I'm not sure in context why he was kicking the chairs, but he had seen like a coach kick the chairs. It was cool. It was nothing wrong with it. He didn't damage the chairs. I hope he didn't hurt his foot. It was just he was doing coach-like things. And in the world, like stereotypically, a coach is supposed to scream at the player. I've never seen that work. Like I don't, that's not, it's not the thing screaming. There's an art to coaching. I get why people scream because it's a frustration. A lot of former good ball players are terrible coaches. It's very interesting. If you watch, especially in baseball, but all sports, you would think a great would become a great coach. There are exceptions. There were some greats who were great coaches. A lot of weaker players are better coaches. You ever noticed in baseball how many backup catchers are good coaches? 
often the backup player who actually had a subtlety of the game and loves the game and doesn't have the sense how easy it is as a better coach. The good player just gets upset. Come on! In Chinuch, good people do the same thing. Just getting frustrated. You're not a good coach. It's interesting. Rashi calls a father a chaver, an avlepare. Rashi says the definition of a father by Yosef's an avlepare is a friend and a pitarain. Pitarain is a coach, an advisor. Pitarain is an advisor, which is a form of coaching. It's to advise, to be an advisor. A parent has to be a good coach. The screaming reminds me of that horrible coach knocking over chairs. Not by us. Yes, the guy was not a horrible guy. He knocked over chairs. He was like imitating coaches. He did not scream and yell. He kicked the chairs because it looked like the right thing to do. I remember, the, I remember where it was. They were like kicking the chair. Didn't feel we, like coach were up. I, I didn't even like... In con- it, he saw in some movie like coach do this now. So he kicked the chairs. I remember kicking chair of the chair. It didn't. It didn't fit. He wasn't. He wasn't so like up on the game. Lemaisa, I learned we have good coaches today, and I go all in. I've come a long way from there. Well, today I'm much more into do things right, do things fully, and I actually think that the Torah wants that, and that's part of Torah engaging the world in a very healthy way. So today we hire world class coaches and thus we have Menachem Braun leading a great team. I have to mention, I think it's uh, okay to mention in context, a little T4, that Waterbury did win last night a a huge three-on-three tournament in Hafter's gym, so I do want to put that in there, that it was Waterbury that won that. That's Derek Haga. But back to here, I just thought, I I knew I was going to get that in sometime today. But anyway, Kitzer, back to um, back to here is there's... um, yeah, I'm gonna remember. Oh, so you that's, like coaching. You oh, like coaching. So I like coaching. Okay. Coaches have the following shtick. And coaches have to have two, there are two parts to coaching. There's the X's and O's of the game, knowing the, the game, strategy of the game in all sports. And then there's the psychology, the team spirit, getting players to buy in, getting players to play hard, getting players not to quit. So there's the psychology part of coaching, getting players to play hard and, and commitment and all the mindset of the players, getting them cohesive, working together, supporting each other, all the mindset. And there's the X and O's. Coaches rock the following thing. They love this. Most in football, but in other sports as well, they love convincing the players that nobody believes in us. Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl. The world doubted us. You were the favorites. Like I'm always trying to, you're trying to like figure out, the guy's like, his coach taught him that. He comes out, that's like classic coach talk. They'll figure out a way to convince the team, the world, they doubted us. Nobody doubted, we, we thought, at all levels of sports, players grab the mic, and that we would doubt, JD, give me a good one, like the, you win. We win, we won the three on three, go, speak, speak. We won the three on three tournament lesson. Run fast. <laughs> <laughs> Underdogs are hungry dogs, and hungry dogs run fast. <laughs> Always the players give these like quotes, like nobody thought we can. Um, you were like the betting favorite, and the whole country thought you'd win. Uh, most people thought you'd win. You're actually very well respected. I don't know. And like the, the 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 guy who's doing the interview always like just has to go along. Yeah. So Joe, what do you think about today's win? We showed them doubters. Like, yeah, you sure did. Um, doubters. Uh, 
Like we, we are worried. I think everybody thinks you're great, but that's classic coaching stuff. But there always haters and coaches love being mechazek the team. You're doubted. You're disrespected. Nobody thinks. And there's a very good chill in getting players. You saw. You've heard this. Get it, and players will grab that mic and show them. And there's such an energy of showing. It's actually a pasuk. You have to learn how the Pasuk, David HaMelech says to Hashem, Necheni Bayerech Mishar, guide me on the straight path, Leman Shairai, Shairai are those that stare at me and doubt me, and to prove the doubters wrong. And David HaMelech says, Hashem, guide me on a good path, let me show the doubters wrong. There's such an energy, people doubt you, and it creates an energy. I can relate being competitive, I can relate to that a lot, and admittedly, there's an energy like that. People doubt it. We'll show you. Huh? <laughs> doubt. Let's, and we'll show you. There's an energy to that and such a thing. And coaches love tapping into that energy. Dobie, Dobie, you know this. You're a sports guy. They love tapping into the energy of you. Doubt me? They love that. That's motivation. like, yeah, motivation. They love that. No, but you know, you know, you know, sports. They love the energy. If it's not in sports, the other place in life, there's an energy of you doubted me. I'll show you. Morty, you can relate to that. You can hear such things. Doubt me, and I'll show you. In in um, I tend I tend to think like this that 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 there is such a force. And all of us have, have the people that doubt us. There's such a kayak, the things that channel us. And there's a sense to make a sense of, we'll show those doubters. I think there's a dangerous side to this. I think people create themselves against a fictionary world. And the world's cheering you on, not against you. And we've had, we've had obstacles running the yeshiva. We were shut down in Waterbury. We were, we were closed for two months. And often we sing the song, they think of plans, they say things, it doesn't happen, Hashem's with us. So you can create this obstacle like the government. And I've sung the song, the government's thinking of plans. Then I say to myself, is the government against us? Are they like, they're like the bad guy? You're making a bad guy. I want to express that the energy of such a song, they think of plans to hurt us. So we the hunted, now there's been a lot of anti-Semitism. So is the goal to make us the hunted? Utsu they think of plans that thwarted, they say it doesn't happen. Kimanu Kelfer, Hashem is with us. There's a healthy amount. A yid is a proud yid, is the Bechira Uma, is, is, is the greatest of the nations, is the, is the light of the world. A yid is the light of the world, is Mamleches Kayanim Egoi Kadesh. A yid is big stuff. The obstacles we've discussed many times, that obstacles make us bubble down and commit to something. The Utsu Eitzah Besufer Yakum. It's true we have enemies. By the way, those enemies are all, are all mirages, are all pretend things for us to learn. It's not a place of the, of the loser mentality, everybody, us against the world. It's not, that's not the energy of the song. I don't have a sense, I don't want a sense in Waterbury. People like thriving off their haters. The world loves us. The world loves us. The world appreciates there is only us. 
I don't like, there's nobody out there, and I don't like a vibe of us against the world because I, I don't like Sheker. And if you're the winning team, you should pride and know you're the best team. You're, you're, you're America's team. It doesn't need, and people are, so what are they tapping in? I think, so what, are, what is the coach? What's the MS? What he's tapping in is that it's murder to win. I came after the tournament where our guys won last night. You know how hard it is to win a tournament? Even if you're the best athletes and you're, and, and, and you're great, it's hard to win. There's just a lot of obstacles. Succeeding is hard. That's how Hashem designed the world. And the obstacles represent that success is hard. And all the things and difficulties fall away, because we have Hashem on our side. We have everything. Hashem's on our side. It's not, an, it's not, a, it's not, a, it's not an us against the world. So there are obstacles that come here, there, and hardships, and you could put face and hate those, hate the humans of the world, fine. But, let's, but it's not about Haman is but a mirage to learn their difficulties. But we can and we will beat the difficulties. Kimanu Kel Hashem's with us. I want you could sing the songs. Oh, it's me against the world. It's not you against the world. Kimanu Kel Hashem's with us. Everything's on your side. There are difficulties. And Hashem, difficulties will come up as Hamans, will come up as government. To a, government is not Haman. It's, it's not somebody trying to hurt Afilu. But if you notice their difficulties, and you could say, Many things will rise up, not necessarily evil and bad, though there are evil and bad too. But many obstacles would be there in anything we're trying to do big, but we'll succeed. We have Hashem with us. We behave right and, and, and seek that which is right. And this is the Metzios of the Yid. Hashem's with us. The sum total of the song is not that you walk out, you're the, you, it's us against the world and everybody's against them. No. We have Kimanu Kel. I want the vibe at the end of the songs. We have it all. Hashem's with us. We have it all. Kimanu Kel. Hashem's with us. I have watched guys, there are two types of guys. And it's normal if a guy's motivated, some principal said he can't. I'm not knocking that vibe. A principal said, you can't, and uh, trust me, as a competitive guy, I like, the po- I like the board full of such quotes. I like such things. A guy told me the Waterbury Wolfpack won't make the playoffs next year. We will see you. Be'ez Hashem. Trust me, if I ever was so motivated, we're going to be in the playoffs next year. I'm motivated. I'm a very, that motivated. I like that. A guy said, you can't. I promise you, when I started Waterbury, somebody for a half hour described to me, screaming how this can't work. I promise that motivates me. Nothing wrong. There's a motivation. The Rebbe who said you can't, the friend who said you won't, Hang it on your bulletin board. Nothing wrong with that. That's cool stuff. That You're competitive. Nothing wrong. What? Is that what he I don't know, but it's cool. That's fine. Hang it on your bulletin board and let's go. Nothing. I don't. There's not. I don't. I don't. Somebody has something wrong. I think what's wrong is walking around at the end that you're some sort of um, like a negativity, a sense of imanu kel. The sense of you're a winner, you're, 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 you're a tiger, the end game, that person didn't know and maybe that motivates you. But the end game, we're heroes, we're powerful and we're big. Manu Kel, it doesn't, it, everything else is almost funny. It's almost, this one, that one, Imanu Kel. 
The end game is the player who just knows it. At that point, it's Kiimanu Kelb. There's a certain love of everybody else. There's a certain, even Haman stops mattering. Even Haman stops mattering. The Layada bin Ar Haman it stops mattering, even the Haman. Kiimanu Kelb. So there were different things that only, different hardships that only brought out The end energy is the sense that we got it all and we feel armed and powerful. We don't feel like the underdog at the end of the day. Is that fair, Doobie? That's what I wanted to say about this song. All the different obstacles that chirp away and have reasons to say not, and if they motivate you, excellent. But the end of the day in your success, see, you, you got it, you got the goods. There's no, there's no, there's no sense of, of I'm weak, I'm small, I, there's no, I don't feel at the end the underdog, Hashem is with us. More do you hear what I'm saying? But we're allowed to be motivated by the naysayers. Hudi, are we allowed to be motivated by naysayers? <laughs> I asked, there was a... <laughs> I asked the, the governor of Connecticut, was a guy, Daniel Malloy, he's no longer the governor of Connecticut, and I met him, he's very not a politician, and he's dyslexic. Connecticut is the richest state in America, per capita, I believe, and the guy is, was dyslexic, he can't read or write. And he became the governor of Connecticut, not bad. I asked him, I was curious, off the record, I, 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 care, but I couldn't care about politics. I'm not like Daniel Malloy, I like his name, with fellow Daniels. I said, were you motivated? How many teachers said, you'll never, Daniel? That third grade teacher said, what's going to be with you, Daniel? And I asked him, was he motivated? And he told me no. It's funny, the political thing is to say, yes, he told me no. It's interesting what he said. He said, my mother always believed in me, so it never registered. She's very fascinating. It's pretty, he told me off the record. He said, my mother always believed in me. It's funny, he said the, the politician, he was not a politician. The politician should say, yeah, I hang it on my bulletin board in my room. I hang that up. I am with, that's where the two Daniels veer. I do get motivated by those that said you won't and can't. I think that's cool. Yisrael, which way do you feel? Which Daniel side are you on? <laughs> you do get motivated. I should have given Yisrael the mic after winning that tournament. Like it. We showed those naysayers. Yeah, but don't make it up. Remember what he was saying before about the team that the coaches that they, like, they create. They don't make it up. And at the end of the day, have a belief in self. Like he said, that deeper than all the naysayers, my mama held to me. So I want a guy to be so, Kimanu Kel is not like, okay, we had a shit. So Kimanu Kel. <laughs> the other stuff, so good. That's what I wanted to say. The Imanu Kel is the, is the real goal, is the sense of the optimism of Ki Imanu Kel, the power of Ki Imanu Kel, the sense of, I don't, there's no such thing as an under the Ki Imanu Kel, Hashem's with us, so this one, that one, doesn't matter. Maskimarye? I think that was too long, and now we don't have to get to the other thing. Yes, we do. We for sure should sing Utsu Eitza. Good to
Of course, we should be competitive. That's Netzach Samida, be motivated. Yisrael, show it up to anybody you doubt. Prove the doubt is one. Nothing wrong. What I am saying is don't underestimate your power. I don't want it to end up a guy who feels the guy's the best in the world and it drove him and motivated him. They say, great. Understand the power of Kimanika. What Daniel Malloy really said to me, that I wasn't going to say, says, ultimately, my mother held me. That's... Imanu Kel is like, we are, we are it. So if a guy stays thinking he's like the weak guy, the underdog, that's a joke. That person you met thinks they don't know a secret of ours. But I want the guy to know the secret. The Imanu Kel, the, the sense of how much we have is what I want somebody to know. It just makes me think when I, we think about the detractors and the people who try to stop. Kimanukel. Sometimes who knows that even the things that are obstacles are only there to bring out our power and our strength. Kimanukel. Maskim Yehuda. That's what I want to say, dude. You told me, teach me those two words again. Denotation and connotation. The denotation is what it says, the connotation is what it really means. What do you have? What do you have? I want to play something to everybody. Come up front. I'm going to play something to everybody. That's it. I'm going to play something. What time's your play? Listen to this. Listen, Chavidus, you have to hear. We're going to play something loud. Well, I have to explain. 
One second. Go and open me be happy. What do you have to hide it? Oh, that, that. That will do. I'll put, put it up here. Listen to the song. We're gonna, listen to the song we're going to play. Everything's in the Torah, Everything. Who do you A parent asked me, on a younger guy in yeshiva, why don't we pull out the kid's story earlier? A very intelligent question. Guys, I promise you can go into the Waterbury and tell a guy his story a lot more than he knows it. Why don't we tell kids their story? There are times we've had a brother, we know the parents. There are times we know other things, my old friend. There are times you could see things on the kid, tell him his story. A person has to learn his own story. It's very dangerous to tell somebody their story. Very, very. A matter when you tell it, they don't experience their story. And it ends up, I know it, I know it. Let a guy learn his own story. Encourage him, and when he tells you his story, listen. But a person has to get in touch with his own story. It's not your job to tell somebody their story could do damage. So I want to tell you everything's in the Torah. You hear that rule? It's in the Torah. Esther Amalka's in the palace, first Purim Vardia. She's in the palace. And it's the strangest Pasuk. Mordechai says to Esther, he's convincing her to give up her life. And he says, Who knows? Maybe you're in the palace for this reason. You think? Duh! What's Miyoideya? He says, Who knows? Binyamin, why was she in the palace? To save the Jewish people. Ellie, why was she in the palace? Maymay, why was she in the palace? Yechiel, Ezi. Why was Esther in the palace, Ezi? And Mordechai wasn't sure. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> so there's a singer, Mailech Kohn. A Bacher played this to me last year, Purim night. Purim day, I listened for over two hours to this song. My Purim was this song. And a singer said, Abshat. And he said, Mia he said, who knows if this is why you're here. He sings this song in Yiddish, Hebrew, and English. That who knows, people go through things. We're all in the palace of Hashem. And he says, maybe you're here. Vas du gates yet sta river. What's happening to you now? Maybe that's why you're here. And he says to the next guy, maybe you're here to fit. People who have obstacles. They have a difficult child, difficult parnasa, difficult health. And he says, who knows, maybe you're here for this. And then he says, I know I'm here for what I'm going through. On you, I have no right. On you, maybe you're here. Well, he says in Yiddish, Hebrew, and English, I know on my things, I'm here for what I'm going through. On your thing, I have no right to tell you your story. So Mordechai says to Esther, me idea. Just, I, I would think about this topic while you're here. I could tell you on me, that's the me I damn lace, because I have no right to tell you. That's Mylach Khan's gorgeous pshat. I love the understanding that we're here for our challenges. Could you play Mylach Khan, me idea? <laughs>
Oh, no, someone stopped me.